This is Macro Horizons Morning Musings. I'm Ian Lingen, here to bring you our thoughts from the trading desk for Monday, April 27th. Only four more days until the May lockdown. Welcome to BMO COVID-19 Insights. Visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19 for more up-to-the-minute insights. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of BMO Capital Markets, its affiliates, or subsidiaries. Our expectations are for a relatively slow Monday, given the lack of economic data being released. However, we do have a series of auctions totaling $190 billion in the Treasury space. That includes a three-month and a six-month bill, as well as two-year coupons and five-year coupons. It's a big issuance day. Now, the timing of month end and the FOMC meeting have brought forward the schedule, which is why we have such a significant Monday of Treasury issuance. But one of the things that is fascinating at the moment is how the market is responding to the realities of a glut of Treasury issuance. One would expect that at a minimum, there would be some impact on the shape of the curve. In fact, we've seen the opposite. This morning, the yield curve is steeper. 10 and 30-year treasuries are leading the sell-off, with yields higher by roughly 2 and 3 basis points, respectively. The front end of the curve remains anchored to monetary policy expectations, and with 2-year yields at roughly 23 basis points, we're content to characterize the shape of the curve going forward as little more than a directional trade. With reopening schedules coming into greater focus from Italy to New York, the next several weeks will be spent gauging the relative success of the efforts to re-engage the global economy. It follows intuitively that the biggest risk is a second round of COVID-19 outbreak. Now, as a result, we expect that investors' preoccupation with the daily pandemic stats will be extended. And we are certainly sympathetic to the warnings from a variety of government officials that were not out of the woods yet. Partial reopenings by no means represent an elegant solution to getting the labor force back to work, although the overarching health risk speaks to its prudence. Manufacturing and construction activities will be the first to restart, and the last will be bars and restaurants. The gradual resumption of the new normal will drag out the number of data cycles required to determine just how close the V-shaped recovery estimates got to reality. Now, this is important as we maintain that a bounce is almost inevitable once commerce is restarted, but it will by no means create a perfect V-shaped recovery. The initial drop will far exceed the first bounce. This undoubtedly complicates the efforts of policymakers to ensure that the employment landscape returns to pre-pandemic conditions. If for no other reason, the phasing in of the workforce means that there will remain a lingering uncertainty until well into the second half. In fact, our base case assumption is a W-shaped recovery. A bounce in Q3 and Q4 that's followed by a very difficult 2021. For the time being, however, The challenge will remain evaluating how permanently the U.S. economy has been altered and how long it will take to heal the damage inflicted to the labor force by the coronavirus. These are not questions that will be answered anytime soon. Instead, the central debate will revolve around gauging the pace and the relative success of the post-pandemic reopenings. This creates a unique trading environment in which 
less frequent data, think non-farm payrolls and GDP, will be illustrating the realized depths of the recession, while the higher frequency reads, think jobless claims, will offer evidence of the trajectory of the improvement. As a result, investors will remain skeptical of the accuracy of the incoming gauges of economic activity, or at a minimum, their timeliness. This certainly doesn't create a trading environment that speaks to investors with a great deal of conviction, and as a result, we're not surprised to see that the treasury market remains in a range that's been in place since the middle of March. In 10-year space, that's represented by yields between 54 and 78 basis points. This morning, we're at 62 basis points, and there's little reason to anticipate that that range will be challenged in the near term. In fact, we expect that that range will hold through the FOMC meeting on Wednesday and well into the new month. And with that, this is Ian Lingen signing off. Stay safe, tune in, and stop out. Thanks for listening to Macro Horizons. Please visit us at bmocm.com backslash macrohorizons. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. So please email me directly with any feedback at ian.lingen at bmo.com. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more insights, visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19. This podcast has been prepared with the assistance of employees of Bank of Montreal, BMO Nesbitt Burns, Inc., and BMO Capital Markets Corporation. Together, BMO. Notwithstanding the foregoing, this podcast should not be construed as an offer or the solicitation of an offer to sell or to buy or subscribe for any particular product or services, including, without limitation, any commodities, securities, or other financial instruments. We are not soliciting any specific action based on this podcast. It is for the general information of our clients. It does not constitute a recommendation or a suggestion that any investment or strategy referenced herein may be suitable for you. It does not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial conditions, or needs of individual clients. Nothing in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a representation that any investment or strategy is suitable or appropriate to your unique circumstances or otherwise constitutes an opinion or a recommendation to you. BMO is not providing advice regarding the value or advisability of trading in commodity interests, including futures contracts and commodity options or any other activity, which would cause BMO or any of its affiliates to be considered a commodity trading advisor under the U.S. Commodity Exchange Act. BMO is not undertaking to act as a swap advisor to you or in your best interests, and you, to the extent applicable, will rely solely on advice from your qualified independent representative in making hedging or trading decisions. This podcast is not to be relied upon in substitution for the exercise of independent judgment. You should conduct your own independent analysis of the matters referred to herein, together with your qualified independent representative, if applicable. BMO assumes no responsibility for verification of the information in this podcast. No representation or warranty is made as to the accuracy or completeness of such information, and BMO accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss arising from any use of or reliance on this podcast. BMO assumes no obligation to correct or update this podcast. This podcast does not contain all information that may be required to evaluate any transaction or matter, and information may be available to BMO and or its affiliates that is not reflected herein. BMO and its affiliates may have positions, long or short, and affect transactions or make markets, insecurities mentioned herein, or provide advice or loans to, or participate in the underwriting or restructuring of the obligations of, issuers and companies mentioned herein. Moreover, BMO's trading desks may have acted on the basis of the information in this podcast. For full legal disclosure, please visit bmocm.com legal. To access our full disclosures for equity research reports, please visit researchglobal0.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure slash.